720 WGN. Everybody's always talking about climate change because it is a big issue. And of course, it plays a part in what is happening in New York City today. But we've got a beautiful day on tap in Chicago. As you know, the weather here changes quite dramatically, very quickly. There's a program that needs some help. Morgan Zabo is the Climate and Health Communication and Outreach Coordinator in NOAA's Climate Program Office. And I was intrigued by this study because I think it's something just about everyone can do. And the idea is to track heat and humidity for a national climate study. And it's happening not only in Chicago, but other cities around the nation. Thanks for joining us, Morgan. Can you give us the details on this? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Uh, So we have been doing this particular work since 2017. And so essentially, we are working with community volunteers across the country in 18 communities, including Chicago, uh, to be, as you as you said, measuring air temperature and humidity data. And this happens over the course of one day and volunteers attach temperature sensors to their cars or their bikes and go around the city collecting this data in the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. And all of this data is compiled into a report, and it gives us an idea of where the hottest neighborhoods are in the city. And having this type of report is able to help decision makers uh, and community organizations really decide where they need to implement some cooling solutions. Interesting. And I know you use the word volunteers, but there is some form of payment involved, right? Yeah, so it, it depends upon the community. And so with with Chicago, um, I, I think that they, the organizers of that, that campaign will have some more information on that. But some volunteers have in the past been able to receive some either like gas stipends or uh, monetary receipts. So what are some of the factors that make some neighborhoods in Chicago hotter than other neighbors neighborhoods other than the lakefront? Yeah, so one one of the big factors is green space. So having more tree canopy, we know, definitely helps to decrease what we call the urban heat island effect. And so uh, what that is is that cities are typically much hotter than our nearby rural, more vegetated areas because of a lot of aspects of the built environment. So having taller buildings, more concrete and asphalt, and again, not having a lot of tree canopy really traps heat during the day and radiates it back out. And can, that can lead to our cities being 15 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit hotter than our nearby rural areas. And as we know, in the past, people has di- people have died as a result of heat, not just here in Chicago, but in other areas mm-hmm. as well. Do you have any of that data? Can you tell us what some of the hot neighborhoods are in our area? Well, what I definitely can tell you is that uh, extreme heat kills more Americans each year than any other weather-related event. And so really making sure that people are being aware and educated about the impact of heat, because it is it is deadly. And knowing the difference between heat stroke and heat exhaustion, and each year over 700 Americans die from extreme heat. And so it's really important to take this into account. Morgan Zabo is a climate and health communication and outreach coordinator in NOAA's climate program office. So you're saying those 700 people that die from heat stroke, heat exhaustion, die as a result of heat, that's more than we lose in tornadoes or hurricanes or any other weather-related event? It, it is on average, yes, over, wow. at least over the past 30 years. My gosh. Uh, John Williams, who does a midday show here, he's always consumed with the fact that when we give a temperature in Chicago, it's based at O'Hare or it's based at Midway. Mm. And he believes that the temperature you're experiencing is indeed the temperature 
on the dash of your car. Is there, what, what's your take on that? That, it's, you know. It's not scientific, I, Morgan. I'm telling you, it's not scientific, but it's something this guy stands by and believes. And uh, Steve Bertrand, who's our news guy, always shoots him down on it, says, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> I am also not sure that that's how that works. So. No, you, you're sure it's not how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're looking for a little backing on this because he is adamant about it. We're like, what? That's because the the sun is pouring down on a black leather seat of your car or something. But um, oh, absolutely, and and that too is why it makes it so dangerous when kids and pets are left in cars because our hot our cars are typically much hotter than it is outside. So what they call these neighborhoods are are urban heat islands, huh? That's interesting. When you gather this data, how long will it take for you to take that and publish it? It just takes about six to eight weeks for us to gather this report. And then we present the report to the organizers of the campaign. And then they're able to uh, either do some sort of press releases, town halls with this event, or hold some public forums to really educate the community about the results. Interesting. Okay, so you need about 200 volunteers in Chicago. If you want to volunteer or learn more, you can go to chicago.gov backslash cool shy. That's it. And um, 200 people, and you, it looks like, uh, describe what it is that is attached to your bike or your car. Yeah, it is a, uh, it's a white temperature sensor, so it, it's probably not much bigger than just a foot long. Um, and it, again, it's able to capture air temperature and humidity data. And I was able to participate in a campaign just last year and and ride along in the car and you just attach it to your window and it is collecting the data as you drive along. Easy enough. Thank you so much for joining us, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Coming up next, we're going to talk about aldermen, alderwomen in Chicago. Should they have a side hustle? Should they be moonlighting? Should they have another job other than the job that they are paid to do representing their ward in Chicago? What do you think about that? 312-981-7200. Send me a text. We'll talk to somebody who thinks that that shouldn't be happening. That's Alderman Vasquez. That's next. First, Mary's got to check on weather and traffic.